Coming up next on The Jeff Crilly Show, you'll meet the author of this best-selling book. It's called The Last Real Immigrant, His Incredible Journey, just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Curley, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. So it's unfortunate that even the word immigration has become polarizing. When you hear it on the news, depending on which channel you're watching, there's a slant to the word immigrant. And it's unfortunate because we're a country of immigrants. We all came over from another country um, other than the Native Americans. To talk about that today, the last real immigrant, the author of this best-selling book, Joseph Galliani. Thanks for coming on the show. Nice to meet you. Yeah. My pleasure. Absolutely. Being here. Well, I'm thrilled to have you on the show. Talk about the book. How did, how did it come to you? Well, um, the book came to me a while back because I was thinking of our escapades through three continents and uh, how my father, as the leader of our family, he was essentially the flag bearer. And uh, we started... Um, a long time ago, we lived, and I was born in Tripoli, Libya, one of the old colonies from the old days of colonialism uh, from 1918 to 1938. And uh, we essentially lived there and in, inherited uh, a large lot of land that my grandfather uh, was taking care of it, production of olive oil, wine, and uh, fruits. And he had about 100 or so Arabs that um, did the land. And we brought in the Italian, uh, brought in the irrigation system, which was not there in, in the 30s, in the mm -hmm. 20s. So that's uh, where I grew up. I don't recall anything about it other than and what I hear from my parents and, and from my mother. Uh, and, uh, but it's, it's a great story in a, a beginning because it essentially brings us, you know, the ha attitude and how hard it is to essentially make something happen in a country, even though it's just a, a colony. And uh, from then on, um, things didn't, started heating up with uh, with that particular country. And as we know, down the line, um, a gentleman by the name of Gaddafi um, uh, took over the country by a coup d'etat. And uh, but we left b way before that. My father uh, and my, my elders, they saw something like that happening. So we decided to go back to our mother country, which was Italy. In our specific uh, uh, time, it was Sicily, and it was uh, one of the uh, 
bigger cities, which called Messina. And so we picked everything up. We left everything behind. And uh, it's, um, that's why my book it has three different sections, which is the first one, it's out of Africa. And uh, uh, I tell uh, about our essentially in life there. And then we went to Sicily and we spent about nine years there. I went to school there, um, just the elementary schools. And, uh, and my father as a, a diesel mechanic, and he's was always trending and wanted to make life better for everybody. But he was always had an eye to the future and the future was us, his kids, that he wanted to make sure that they will prosper and don't have to struggle so much. And uh, he, he did very well in Italy. Um, he was uh, one of the chief uh, diesel mechanic for the hydrofoils, which is pictured in the back of my book. And um, they, they fly on water, essentially. It's like an airplane which wings underneath. And uh, um, he, he was a master of, of uh, engines. And uh, he was in the production of these hydrofoils because the company was based in Messina. And they manufactured these, these hydrofoils. And uh, they, they were essentially all around the world. And my father, actually, uh, the front page of the book shows my father in, in, in a pyramid. People wonder, what is your father doing a pyramid? Because, because the company, uh, the Egyptian company bought two or three hydrofoils. And my father was sent there to, to train the people how to maintain the engines, uh, in, because they were using them down the Nile from Cairo all the way down to uh, places like Abu Simbel's, you know, they very touristic, uh, tourist place. And the Nile is a very, very long river. And, and these boats, they fly over the water about 40 knots, which is very fast because the hull doesn't touch the water. And so my father uh, spent several months there uh, to train, left us behind, but there were no phones there sure. in those days. So, but then something happened, and he wasn't quite happy. And he said, "You know, it's so hard." He said, um, "You know," uh, and and we had we had some family, first cousin in in America, which essentially of of uh, they they went directly to America from Libya, and we went to Sicily. So all of a sudden, my father got in contact and. Uh, we essentially, he decided to pull the trigger again by looking at the future of, of uh, his kids. They, will, they would be able to have a better life in America. So the immigrants, uh, we started again, uh, uh, the second immigration. And where did you move when you came to America? So we moved to Boston, a, a suburb of Boston because uh, those relatives, first cousin were there. But I want to really bring up you know, what it took for us to come to the United States. Number one, we had to wait a year and a half before the decision was made. We had to go to a physical at the embassy or one of the capitals at the capital Palermo in Sicily to make sure we were okay to come to the United States. Everybody had to be vaccinated. Everybody had to be well, you know, and, and they put a, foot, a stamp of approval and they said, uh, who... Who's going to sponsor you? Do you have a guarantor there? Guarantor there. So someone had a fetch for us too. 
And these were our first cousins. They said, yeah, they're coming over here. You know, we, we sponsor them. It's a home here. But my father was able to actually get a contract from a, a, a trucking company. Um, and uh, he, on top of it, as, as soon as we came to the United States, he had a job. He had a contract. So, you know, he started, he started giving back to America as soon as we came into, into this land. Sure. And... Uh, I want to put your book cover up on the screen so people can see it because I, I think it's a beautifully done book and a, a shout out to your publisher, uh, Michelle Robinson. She does an amazing job. Um, let's talk about the process of writing the book and getting the book published. Did it take you a long time to write? Yes. Uh, I wasn't very, I was not that diligent about writing the book because I, you know, not everybody was behind me writing my mother what are you doing he's writing about us you know why people say i say my it's a story to tell you know i think the american public would would appreciate you know what we had to do so it took me about six to seven years i let it go then i picked it up again and and the people that they knew me they said ah, what are you in the book i said oh i haven't touched in a month or two so and, uh, you know, I, I, I lived in, in, uh, in Boca Raton in, in those days uh, when I was writing the book. And, and there is a lot of hustle and bustle going to Boca Raton. So, <laughs> so it's a bustling city, in, in, you know, near uh, south of West Palm Beach. So I eventually had to move away from Boca Raton in, in a place where near, near the, the, the water and where I could essentially finish the book. And uh, I had a great editor. Her name is Kristen Queen. And, she did a wonderful uh, book in, uh, way of, of editing the pages and, and, and keeping my style. My style is a little bit different in the book. It's conversational. Sure. And uh, so it, it reads uh, maybe easily. What was it like when the book comes out and you're holding it in your hands for the oh, first time? Oh, you know, I, all of a sudden a box showed up on my doorstep and I open it up and I see that hardcover that you have in your hand, and I look at it. I said, "Wow, what a beautiful book!" And I, and I and I was looking at it and I, and I couldn't believe it that my name was on it. And uh, it's it's very hard to describe. It's and it only happens on your first book, I think. Yeah. You know, and uh, and and I was kind. of, Oh my God, people are gonna see my name. You know, what are they gonna think? You know, I hope it's good. And it's it's a hairy feelings, really, wow. really is. And your family uh, has come around. They they've read the book. They love the book. Yes, uh, everybody has read the book, and they they gave me their two cents worth of it. You know, I, I, I there is nothing personal about anybody there. Yeah. It's about a life story, what we're able to accomplish, and it's about really about the American dream. I think yes. that my father accomplished himself. And then he delegated it to us, and we kind of achieved that, sure. that American dream. I mean, we're not, you know, multi multi millionaires, but yes. you know, we do we do quite well. And now, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much uh, in the same retired, and sure. uh, I had an IT business, and uh, America made it happen. Well, let's talk about legal immigration because I think everybody favors legal immigration and the way you came to America and had to have a sponsor, family, and I mean that. Is there any way for us to go back to the, those days? You know, uh, those days, we need to go back if America's gonna be back on 
on their feet, like they used to be the superpower of the world, the technological power. I mean, I mean, I mean, in a technical uh, market, uh, uh, we we need people that emigrate to the United States. They bring some kind of merit. They bring you know, smartness, hard labor. You know, you don't have to be a, a physics scientist or anything like that, but you should be able to to essentially uh, achieve and be able to adjust, number one, which is very hard, yes. but but you you also need to contribute your skills, whatever your skills may be. You can be a, right. you know, a, a, a plumber, a painter, but you know you have to do it with love. You don't want to do it because you just, you know, the job. Yeah, I think True. that's what really makes, you know, something happen well, and, in your life. And you've lived it and breathed it. I mean, it truly is the land of opportunity. And I think some people who were born and raised here don't appreciate it the way somebody like you might. No, they don't. They take it for granted. You know, and I always tell them, you know, I mean, it wasn't a walk in the park. You know, the language is a big stumble to start with. And then uh, you have the culture, which is different. But um, I think the average immigrant should also keep their culture. They should not forget their culture. They should still you know, uh, have their own language, not drop it. English is the mother language in the United States, but you came from a different country. You should keep whatever it is, Spanish, you know, Brazilian, Portuguese, Italian, French. You should, you should keep that legacy in your family because that's who you are. And, Everybody is an immigrant here, too, yeah, like you said it at the very beginning. Absolutely. Well, we've only got a couple of minutes left, so um, talk to the viewer about uh, why they might want to consider going to Amazon or one of the places where you can buy books and, and purchasing your book. Well, um, I believe that Amazon, obviously, everyone knows about it. Um, I feel that the message of the book, and it's uh, that I try to send to the reader, it's an enjoyment part. And a lot of the reviews that you currently see on Amazon, they're very, very positive. And uh, I think you learn a lot of history, which is really important about, not, not about us, uh, the, the Italians, you will a little bit about that, but, uh, but essentially you learn about what it was like in the 1960, in the 70s, and there's a little bit of nostalgia taking place. And we have left it right now. It's not around anymore. I don't know what happened to the United States, but, uh, you know, we need to get it back because, you know, that's what America is about. It's about, you know, keeping your head up, you know, and look someone in the eye and say, I can do it. And that's pretty much what you want to do and if you can do it on your own even better because this is the land where you can be an entrepreneur and you can really make things happen you know nobody is pointing a gun at you you know you come from a country that's under dictatorship you know you don't have those opportunity you really want to come here and take advantage of that but do it with respect do it with gusto because you have to put your both feet in it and you, you need to make it happen for yourself and your kids because they'll have a better future than anywhere else in the world. Wow, that's a beautiful way to end this segment. We're also gonna leave with the website. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You're an inspiration. My pleasure. You bet. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.